so the first question uh, is if you would please tell me who you are. <laughs> well, I'm Richard Lang and I live in London and I have dedicated my life to sharing the Headless Way, which I was uh, first came across 52 years ago when I met Douglas Harding, who wrote On Having No Head, and he showed me that I couldn't see my own head, instead I see the world, and I realized, yes, you're right, and that is seeing my true nature, perceiving it directly, and he uh, said that anyone interested was welcome to come and visit him as a friend, not a student, so I went and uh, became friends with him and all his friends. There were usually lots of people there at his house when I visited, all interested in this. So I grew up, I was a teenager when I first came across him. So I grew up in a mini community of people, very loose knit network of friends who were all aware of their true nature. And I was particularly interested as well in sharing it. So I went to all Douglas's workshops, traveled with him, read everything he'd written, set up my own workshops, just hung out with people who were enjoying this simple vision. Of course, I, I got a job. I became a, a therapist in my life to earn money. I taught Tai Chi and dance. And so all of those things, relationships and so on. But at the heart of my life has been this astonishment about uh, discovering who I am and that you can see it directly anytime you like. And it has benefited me and my friends so much that I want to share it. So how's that sound? <laughs> there you are for starters. Yes, thank you so much, Richard. And there will be a nuance change in the second question. Um, would you please tell me what you are? <laughs> what I am? I don't know. <laughs> but I'm looking out of it. Uh, but I would say, uh, because um, uh, I've got the experience, so I understand that my descriptions of it are never exact, but they will do. So I say that I'm space for the world, that everything is within me. I'm no thing full of everything. Um, appearing in this video as Richard. <laughs> but I am now talking to Eric. So the, the, the wonderful thing is, is that actually, from my point of view, I'm not Richard, I'm Eric. And space for Eric. And I would say we trade faces. And I've got Eric's face and you've got Richard's face. So what I am depends on who I'm with. <laughs> and what I really, really, really am um, is uh, just this great, wonderful mystery of, uh, of just being now, but full of whatever's going on. Yes. All right. Well, there's a provisional answer, Eric. <laughs> Thank you so much. And you see, uh, you did that. I don't know if the viewer sees that, but you did namaste. And namaste means, I think, that I honor the one in you, the one. It's the same as the one in me, the one. And there's a great mystery. So there seems to be two, yet there's one. 
And this sense of two is very important. It is not to be rejected. It, it arises within the indivisible one, this, this relationship between self and other. And it, it means that we genuinely are talking to each other as if we are not the other, yet about the fact that we are the other. So if you're not confused now, <laughs> you will be in a minute. <laughs> uh, it's amazing. You, you are um, coming into the third question uh, totally, but I, I will answer it or I will not answer it. I will ask it <laughs> anyway and see if something more is coming. Um, and the third question is, uh, what is another? I don't know, <laughs> but having said that, uh, it is, uh, uh, you see, when you are, I say that there is a, a process of development within the unchanging one that you are. And when you're a baby, you are the one without knowing who you are as a person. You don't know what you look like. You don't know your name. You're pre-verbal. You look in the mirror. That's not you yet. So in a certain sense, as an adult, at least looking back and articulating that experience, I say that as a baby, I was the one without knowing who I was because I had nothing to compare myself with. I was just the one. I was not yet aware of being Richard. And therefore, at the same time, I was not yet aware of others. I had no developed sense of others. The, I was primarily aware of my own experience and not yet empathizing and thinking what others are doing, thinking, feeling, all of that. Now, growing up, through language, through society, you learn to, in imagination, go outside yourself a couple of meters, turn around and look back through the eyes of others and see yourself as a person. So actually, you're seeing yourself as an, an other. From their point of view, you are other. You are a person. And uh, you're taught to look in the mirror. There's another person there in the mirror, but you're taught to say, that's me. And you learn to put that on. So growing up is learning to see yourself as others see you as a person, not as the one, not as this headless space, you see, as the one, uh, as, a, as a person. So that is a progression. And growing up is learning which one you are in the world and then identifying with that, getting, uh, accepting that you are that one and you are responsible for that one. I mean, I'm responsible for what I say, what I think, what I do, you know. Otherwise, you can't function as a person in society. So I say that this is absolutely vital, of course. And what you're doing there is you're stabilizing your personal sense of self, your identity, me as Richard. I'm, I'm now completely convinced I'm Richard, you see. And I act and operate from that point of view. And therefore, I act and operate as if you are real and you are other and not me. And you have thoughts and feelings that are not mine. And I have thoughts and feelings that are not yours. This is understood. Uh, uh, they call it theory of mind, that when you're an infant, uh, you don't yet have a developed sense of others, that they have thoughts and feelings that you can't see. And that, uh, 
I mean, when you're very young, your mum goes out the room and she's gone and you cry because she's disappeared and she comes back. Oh, thank God, she's she's back, you see, or she, here she is. But theory of mind involves recognizing that others are real and that they continue to exist when they go out the room, that kind of thing. Uh, you, you're able to hold an image of someone when they're not present and you're able to hold an image of yourself so there's the development of self and other, which entails the suppression of awareness of your true nature. Because if when you are growing up, you say, you know, actually, I, I, I'm not the one in the mirror, I'm space for the world. You wouldn't, but just let's uh, speculate. And society would say, no, you're not, you're a person. Don't be, don't be uh, silly. You're not space. Of course, you're not space. You're a thing. See, So that's where you learn about the otherness, the reality of the other, and the otherness of yourself in that sense. You're one amongst many others. But the uh, process of development doesn't have to stop there. You can go on to the next stage, and it's a totally natural process where you awaken to the difference between what you are for others with a head and a background and a name and an age and... Uh, uh, all of that the difference between that and what you are from your own point of view so i look it's not about thinking you just look now what do you see when you look at yourself well i see nothing you see well thing is to have courage and take that seriously and understand that it is different from what everyone else tells you that you are and once you recognize that you recognize that both are valid that the your uh, your understanding of who you are in the world as a person and your understanding of others as other and real that's one half of the equation as it were the other half is that from your point of view there's no others everything is within you there's no distance there's no other consciousness than yours you, there's only one consciousness all flows from you this very moment now is from flowing out of your being and is therefore right in detail in the smallest detail it is what is uh, it flowing from this mighty source that you are you see so when you um uh, people then say well how do i maintain this am i going on to another question now <laughs> no shall i just shall i just go on <laughs> Is there a meter ticking here? <laughs> we can go on forever, Richard. <laughs> forever. Oops. So people say, well, all right. Okay, that sounds wonderful to be aware of your true nature and the difference between what you are for yourself and what you are for others. But uh, I, I notice it and then I forget. And I might forget for a month. I, never, I just don't... I find it so hard... To remember it, I say, well, actually, I'll give you a tip. If you uh, look at how you came to stabilize your personal identity, you did it um, because you were in a society that was telling you that all the time and you'd no option. And also you wanted to be a part of the society. You wanted 
to be able to do the things the adults could do and go on adventures and have friends and be independent, you see. You wanted all that. So uh, the, those two things, the fact that you really wanted it was necessary. We will do, really. It's a natural, it's like, does a plant want to grow? Yeah. So it's built in. And the other thing is, is that you were in conditions, a society that was reminding you of that and demanding it of you. And so in a sense, you'd no option, but that was really helpful because all the time people were telling you, people were telling me, you're Richard. And I was saying, yes, I am. And that's really important that you actually join in in the process and say, yes, you accept it. But use your voice, you see, and you also tell others, you are Eric, you see, you are a separate person. And we continue to do that. Uh, just the fact I'm saying, hello, Eric, is me reminding you of your appearance, you see. So we can't avoid it, and we don't want to avoid it. And that means that it doesn't take that long, really, to stabilize your sense of identity, so you don't even think about it. Someone, you, you, you don't go around having to remind yourself that, you know, you're Eric or I'm Richard. You just have got that going, you see. So then when you uh, find out about your true nature, you say, well, how am I going to stabilize it? If you want to, that is important. And who would not want to uh, when they find out what the benefits are, you see, that's huge benefits come with uh, awakening to your true nature and uh, great advantage in a way over those who are not aware of it and uh, not that it's a competition but I mean you've just got access to a resource that uh, uh, gives you confidence in life and opens up so many doors but the other thing I say is just as you were also in a situation where the conditions were favorable in society to stabilize your personal identity, somehow or other, in your own way, create the conditions that are favorable for you to be aware of your true nature, such as hanging out with others who are aware of it. Because uh, when you then say to them, I am space for the world, they don't go, no, you're not, no, you're not. They go, yeah, got it, so am I. And you go, that is like opening a door, you see. That, so there's that, plus the fact that uh, they will say it to you and that you'll share your uh, insights, which is infectious. And just there's a mysterious uh, level in, in, the, in which uh, it just is infectious. I mean, there's only one. And you're both talking about being only one and two, you know. So uh, I say hang out with others, uh, make friends, um, and do anything else, you know. Explore it, do research, read, whatever. Follow. You see, once you wake up to wake to who you really are, it's not the end. It's the end and the beginning of a journey. And uh, part of that journey, I say, um, is an ever deeper admission of what you are, see, at root, which continues with an ongoing admission of who you are as a person. 
that does not stop. It's all tied in. But uh, for example, um, the the recognition that you what you are and uh, what others are. Well, let's say the recognition of what others are, because that was the question, wasn't it? What what is another? So in the first phase of development, your recognition of what another is, is there a separate person who has thoughts and feelings that you can't access and they've got their own life and, you know, and, and they're separate from you and for you, for them, you are other. You are a stranger. See, you are hidden. All right. You, that's what another is up to that stage. When you wake up to who you really are, that continues. But you add to it the awareness of who you really are. You see, how do you find out that another has thoughts and feelings? Because you never experienced them. Well, they tell you that they do. And they say, I have thoughts and feelings like you do. Well, you have you experience your thoughts and feelings. So you say, ah, oh, okay. So you must have those. I do. And pain and pleasure. Yes, I do. So you accept their word for it. See, you, you say, they say, I am conscious like you are. And you go, oh, well, I am conscious. So they must be experiencing that. So that's how you learn what another is by accepting you know, believing them and uh, applying the same conditions that you're experiencing to them. And uh, you see, they say that you've got a face and that all your uh, sensations and thoughts and feelings are somewhere behind your that surface in your head, you see. And you accept that, you see. Well, of course you do, you know, and therefore you accept that behind their face are thoughts and feelings that you can't see. All right, so then when you wake up to who you really are, you see, ah, oh, there is no dividing line. My thoughts and feelings aren't in a box here. They're at large. Uh, I am the one. There is no other consciousness. Everything is flowing from me. See, now, I say that um, then when, you, you, when I talk to others, like to you, Eric, I say, isn't that the same? Is that the same for you? You see, are you wide open and contain everything? And you say, yes. So, I say, okay. So, mysteriously, strangely, um, you are the same as me. I've already accepted you're the same as me in lots of ways. Now, I say, well, I'm conscious. My consciousness has no boundary. It's not in a head. Everything is in it. Is that the same for you, you see? And uh, uh, you go, yes, yes. So then I say, so I am going to have to revise my definition of other. Because <laughs> you know, the other, uh, as well as being not me, is now exactly the same as me, you see, right? which makes sense. So another, what is another? It is not me and it is me. It's a great mystery. And the one has become many. Uh, for the purposes of this Zoom call this morning, 
so it can talk to itself. <laughs> I better stop. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> yes, that that leaves us, Richard, with um, the tiny inquiry about what life is. Ah, what life is. Well, of course, um, the easy answer and the true answer is I don't know. Uh, but um, having said that, uh, the, the void here that I am isn't just empty, it's also full, self-evidently, uh, with no dividing line. And uh, you see, what one, you've got the experience. I say to the viewer, you've got the experience. You can't see your head. You, instead, you see the world. People say, well, I don't think I get it. I say, can you see your head? No. See, point. I say, what do you see instead? The room or the sky or the world? So that's it. I say, really? But I mean, I, I don't feel any different. Good. Good. It's not. <laughs> Is the sky blue? Yeah. But you don't feel any different. I know, but it's just blue. See, are you space for the world? Yeah. See, I say if you stay with it, it will open doors and give you all the big experiences you could dream of. Um, but the thing itself is a non experience, it's empty. So, uh, you have to sort of speak in metaphors for it. So you see this, this, I say this way, it's empty and it's dead. There's absolutely no life here. Not even a flicker. You see, yeah, my hands disappear into it and come out of it. Looking out one opening, close my eyes, still no boundaries, nothing here. You see, just darkness, whatever. So I say in this direction inward, it's dead absolutely dead but i can't notice that without seeing it's absolutely full and alive brimming with life there and it always is it's like a a fountain you know it, it always on niagara falls always flowing you see and uh, so this is dead and that's alive you know it, it just who you really are, I would say, is the only life. You know, I mean, at the level of you and me, all right, you're alive and maybe the desk isn't, you know, all right, what is life? You know, definitions like that. But the level of who you really are, from the, I say, I am life. I'm the way that, you know, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, the life, or something, whatever he said. I think he was talking about this. This you is who you really are. You're just timelessly alive. I mean, you 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 cannot be extinguished because everything is within you. Nothing can harm the container or the source. See? So uh, now to awaken to this is to be refreshed. And you it's not something you on the one hand, uh, you can't develop this, you can't maintain it, it just is, timelessly, it just is, you see. But in terms of understanding, 
Um, it, it, every time you come back to it, it's, sort of, it's refreshing because it's just on and um, self-evidently alive, if you like. I mean, just nothing can destroy you. Now, to be aware of that is just very comforting, empowering, humbling. You know, that, that you being nothing are the place where the whole thing, including galaxies, appears. Now, only because you're nothing, you see. And so it's very humbling, and um, and you 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 don't lose your sense of individuality. I mean, actually, who you really are is the true individual. That that's that that is the definition of being an individual: is being everything. See, there's nothing outside you; nothing can harm you. But then mysteriously in the sense that we're talking i'm talking to you i'm aware that uh, in a certain sense although you're looking out the nothing you've got a different view and different understanding and uh, there is a development at that level in one's understanding and um, just as you mature into being a person by taking responsibility for yourself i say you mature by for example, saying, yes, I am the one. See, and uh, uh, I've always been the one, and everything flows from here. And uh, you, you, you uh, recognize, I recognize, that um, there's a step when you just say, and I don't think you can force it, it just comes... You can't force this kind of change or development or maturity. It just, but you put all the conditions in, and then you see what comes out. You know the mix. But uh, you know, for example, just just saying, "Yep, I'm the one." This very moment now, with all its apparent imperfections, is exactly what I want. So I say yes to it. Whereas. Sometime by I might have said yes, but you see, and you can't just decide. I think to say yes, it you you you're, we are dragged, kicking and screaming into heaven, <laughs> oh, you know, which is right where you are. But it is important to kick and scream. Uh, I think it has its place, its time, because when you stop. Uh, when it stops, you know, that, that it, you, it comes with uh, gratitude and recognition, really. You couldn't have had it if you hadn't been resisting. Well, there you go, Eric. <laughs> Thank you so much, Richard. I want to say that uh, one of the delights of seeing who you really are of the headless way is it's so easily communicable. Look for your head. I mean, we've got all kinds of uh, experiments 
so we haven't been doing the experiments particularly here. We've been talking from it, but the viewer can explore that on our website. And it's important to do that, not just to argue the point with what I might be saying. The words are superficial, really. It's the experience that's the thing. And uh, on our YouTube channel or whatever, there's lots of stuff. But um, what I uh, find is that because it is so easily shareable, I say that from experience. I mean, I, I share it with hundreds of people and more and more all the time. And someone will come into a Zoom meeting and I've never met them before. And from, you know, one minute's conversation, it's clear that they're seeing it, absolutely home. And I say, all right, uh, there might be 30 people in the meeting. I say, so can you take us through an experiment? And I've never met them before. And they do, you see, because it's that simple. And this is one of the great pleasures of the Headless Way based coming out of the fact that it is so easy to share and you can't get it wrong. Uh, and that then, I speak for myself, I act towards others as if they've got it. Because, I mean, they have, as far as I'm concerned, because it's not difficult at all. It's the simplest thing in the world. So then this opens up a relationship of equals rather than teacher-student, for example. Because although I'm doing the talking here, Eric, I'm talking to you as if you're aware of who you really are in space for it, but you've got your different understanding, you see. It won't be the same as mine. Now, that's the pleasure of having friends that you share this with, is that uh, it, there's something happens there. I mean, I wouldn't be thinking of these things unless I was talking to you. So this is what I'm saying now. It's not something I've learned. I'm saying things that I haven't thought of before. Uh, and that is arising spontaneously out of this situation, you see. So if you just were the only one aware of who you really were, and no one else was interested in it around you, you wouldn't have that opportunity to generate, to, to discover within that process, you see, with an, with an other. <laughs> so, uh, viewer, listener, you know, if you want to enjoy that process, come and join us in our Zoom meetings. <laughs> it is a beautiful space. So I can definitely uh, agree and recommend that, that gathering. Yeah. Well, thank you for setting this up, uh, Eric, and uh, pleasure to see you again. Yes. My big pleasure. Thank you, Richard. <laughs>